Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. It's me, it's me, it's J-A-C. I feel like I have to do the thumbs like RBD, Rob-Van-Dam. I don't know why. Rob-Van-Dam. Yeah, but it's J-A-C today. Rob-Van-Winkle. Winkle, yes. Yes. Vanilla that, Ice. That was Vanilla Ice's first real, real name. <laughs> His real name. Yes. That's right. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> off to a great start. Off to a wonderful start, right? <laughs> so, welcome to the Wind Words Fail Music Speaks podcast, where we, where we fight depression with the power of music. I am your professional handicapped host, James Cox, of course. Yes, and no, sir. I am still not the voice of the Muppets. Scooter from the Muppets. That's okay. Maybe one of the other Muppets. We never thought about that. Oh yeah. Mm. I can't. I can't. I can't do the dog's voice. Wait, who? Who is he? Ralph. R- uh, Ralph. I can't remember. Yeah, that I can't one. remember the dog's voice or yeah. the name. I think it was um, Ralph, if I'm not mistaken. Chef. Oh, and I am commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums. I'm your endless source of useless music knowledge. My name is Blake Mosley, but you and your friends can call me Brosley. Is it, is it really useless knowledge? Come on. Uh, to me, it is. <laughs> to, me, dude, to me, it's like fantastic to, knowledge. To me and to like, everyone around me, that's just like, oh, okay. Oh, God. This, again. this, this dude. This, again. this yeah. guy. I can't, you there know. was a lot of that when researching for this episode. I came across some things, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just I went down a rabbit hole, and... um. I was like, this is this is why I do this. <laughs> it's because right. people can choose whether or not they want to hear me go on about that kind of stuff. And I don't have to say it to people around me that just could not care less. Uh so <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um yeah. So, James, you had a big day. I did. I did Tell me big, all about it. I'm anxious so, to hear about it. I've been looking forward to it all day. Yeah, so I texted you this morning, you know, to calm my calm my nerves because right. I was really on edge, right? But yeah. it but it was fine. Um, so Good. for people who don't know where I went today, um, a couple of weeks back, I mentioned that I was the keynote speaker of a, a disability conference. It's um, it, it, well, it, I did it for Impact at South Carolina. They gave me this little cool cup right here. Yeah. Right. And I guess I can put my coffee in it, right? There you go. Yeah. And then they also gave me this little cool doodad right here. Cup right here. Oh, yeah. They know you're a coffee guy. Yes, they do. And I love them for it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, so I went up to the a conference um, off the building about 7 o'clock. I got up real early. First time in history, I got up early since high school. Um. <laughs> I, you, you know, just I wish I could say that. <laughs> right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But 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 I went there early, you know, just to check out the place and see if it was an auditorium or was it like a small conference, you know, conference room. 
And it was right. a small conference room, you know, cool. nothing big. Okay, cool. And about like a hundred and sixty-eight people came, which is which is big for me. Right. But they still had chairs, uh, you know, um, not used. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, um, when I was there, I uh, I talked to the sound guy because I love sound guys, and um, right. you know, he and I tested the actual speaker, and it worked perfectly. So that wasn't an, an, an issue. Yeah. Um, but I had my speech written, printed out. But then the day, but then last night I had more stuff that I thought about, and I added that onto my iPad, you know, speech thing. Yeah. And so I read, I read from my iPad, and they all loved it. You know. Yeah. I, I must have did like twenty three minutes because I had a, a uh, thirty minute lot time, so I went under that, which you should always go under, not over. I've been right. told, so that's good. Um, yeah. And uh, I took some questions. And I promoted our podcast. You're over here. You're right there. Yes, our podcast. And I took some flyers, stickers, uh, card, business cards. Yeah. And um, I think that's all. I and I took my uh, my table runner. You know the one I'm the one I bought like a while back. Yes. Yeah. 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 Took all that. Cool. Everybody took a card. I mean, it was literally like all gone. Um, by That's the time awesome. I left, yeah, so it's good, yeah. it's good, but uh, yeah, man, I had a great day, you know. I was awesome. nervous up until I got on, and then I wasn't nervous at all. What did you speak about uh, in the um, at the conference? Yeah, okay, uh, so they wanted me to come and talk to people with disabilities like me, you know, autism, uh, yeah. cerebral palsy, in any in any any disability. They wanted me to come and speak and tell them about my life and and where I am today, and tell and kind of like a motivational speaker for them. Right. So I did that, I, and and I think I did it well because I got a, I got a big, um, I guess I did, I guess it was a standing ovation. Well, well, I got a lot of clapping at the end, so I guess yeah, that's good. Perfect. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that was fun. That was fun. Well, good. I'm glad that yeah. that went well. I yeah. know. Uh, I know you were excited about doing it. I was. And, uh, looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, good for you, oh, man. Thanks for it, repping the show, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And um, and I did not wear this little fancy gimmick right here. Cause, <laughs> I was uh, going to ask, did you wear yeah, your no, cannibal no. shirt? <laughs> yeah, so, as, as you know, I shaved because my mom yeah, was there. Shade. I'm like, I got to I gotta do what mama got says. Shade. So, Mama Cox, you know. And then. Uh, yeah. and then, My mom is just now accepting my beard. Uh, just now it took it took a while she was yeah. not a fan of yeah it didn't it didn't it did not like she was not a fan of facial hair on me right uh, it, and I, and rightfully so it took a while i wasn't one of these kids that started like shaving in high school i was i was probably about 24 25 by the time i started to actually grow something right um and it was kind of splotchy so but at first my mom was like you need to shave you need to shave uh that looks horrible you need to shave and she's just now getting to the point where she's like looks good and i'm like thank you because it, it grows out, right? Because now it's a little more. It's still not great, but it's, it's, a little it's bit, fuller than it has been. So yes. your your beard is more fuller than my beard when I try to grow it. Mine mine won't grow in here on the sides. It's always patchy, and I'm like, uh, damn man, I can't grow nothing. You know, uh, but I, I, like, I can point out a lot of spots in mine. Trust me, <laughs> I, I just I found ways to hide it. <laughs> well, for me, it looks great. But, Thank you. But um, my mom said I could do anything with my hair. I just had yeah. to shave. I'm like done uh, okay so, compromise yeah. 
Yeah, but I wore like a like a blue shirt, red tie, yeah, and my uh, black blazer. Okay. And uh, my dad says, "How in the world did you tie a tie so perfect?" Like, <laughs> ah, I got a zipper tie, so I, oh, I okay. pulled okay. it down, and he's like, "Ah, you busted all laughing," because he <laughs> he didn't know that I had the zipper tie. I can't um, tie a tie to save my life. Um, yeah. Allie can actually tie a, a tie, and she has to tie mine most of the time because I just I can't remember. Well, and you, I don't wear ties enough to remember. I don't so either. I, like, I mean, here, yeah. I used to wear ties pretty much all the time back when I lived in Sumter, but now it's just like all I all I wear now is a white shirt and black pants for work. That's all yeah, I do, you know? there you go. And uh, no I believe either. if I have more speeches or you know give it a speech I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to wear get me a like a better better three-piece suit or something you know yeah because my I got you. my my uh, base pants did not fit me real well so yeah sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna try to eliminate it as much of that as possible i've been <laughs> i've been sick the past few days uh, i've had a bad cough um i had a little bit of a fever the other night i thought i was getting salmonella mm-hmm. uh, oh no have you heard about the gif um recall on the peanut butter no okay so there's (laughs) right now um there is a big recall on a lot of jiff um brand uh peanut butter and if you check you know you can check to see if it where the expiration date is on the labels you can check to see if it's uh you know any of the ones that's in production that are being recalled so excuse me i got a little bit of a congestion thing going too but uh sure enough one of the jars of peanut butter we just we just got and i had already taken a spoonful i I love peanut butter i could eat nothing but peanut butter if you'd let me (laughs) so i I had already taken a big spoonful of this jiff uh peanut butter and ate it and then i heard about the recall the next day and i was like oh man let's go check this out so i looked and i was like sure enough okay well you know i guess i'll see what happens Uh. and uh (laughs) tuesday i came down with a really bad like fever Mm. and i was starting to get real sick feeling and i was like oh no this is it yeah. <laughs> and i was like man if, if this is the way i'm gonna go out <laughs> I, I wish it would have been something cooler you know i know like the monkey and, box <laughs> yeah the monkey heard, box. Right, exactly. heard that's a joke too i've heard know? about the monkey pox yeah, yeah. anything and, well see the monkey pox is, the, they they try so hard to make the monkey pox be like a big thing but all it is is just a, another form of chicken pox Nah, That's yeah, it. so I, uh, I, don't eat, I, don't, I don't even like chickens. They freak me out. I like to eat eggs from chickens. <laughs> yeah, I do I love I what chickens can do for me food-wise. They're great, um, whether that's the chicken themselves or the eggs. Right. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm coming down off of that. Uh, I, so, and mentally have not been very well either, but that's okay. We That's that's what this, pod, this podcast is all about, right? Yes. Um, it's all good. I, I just, I'm not, I hadn't seen my therapist in like a few weeks, maybe a month, maybe a month or two. I can't remember. Uh-oh. It's been a while. So need, I'm due for to, a session need, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I need to make need an to, appointment. I have not to, been doing great, but we're going to get there. Oh man. You need um, to get back in, in action, dude. It's all good. We'll, we'll get it figured out. Um, but I wanted to talk about some new music, uh, because we love that on the show as well. And we're going to get into a really like dark, sad topic today. And before we do that, I want to at least start with something a little happier. So, and it's really not even that happy. Can I play something first? Sure, All absolutely. Right, so, well, be, so before yesterday, which was two, 
Tuesday, Tuesday. I went to a second of Charles and I bought this yeah. bad boy right here. Do you know what this is? Ah, I was gonna ask you. Yeah. Is that the black album? That is not the black album, but I do have ah. the black album. So if you open that, you'll get this bad boy. This... Oh, okay, hold on. May Can you guess? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I'm still I'm still trying to guess here. Take a uh, guess. One guess. One guess. One guess. What genre? What, what genre are we in? Oh crap. They're I don't I don't know. They're like multi genre. Yeah. Hmm. They don't really fit in one I don't know if they fit in one category or like every category. Newer band, old band? Oh old band. From the nineties. From the nineties. Yeah. We've discussed this band, but not really that much. Okay. I will tell you that. Yeah. Was it in our, in one of our grunge episodes? No. No? no? It's a four-letter It's a four letter band. Guar? No. Ah. Oh, we did a whole episode on Guar. Duh. Uh-huh. Um, Bush? No. Mm. It's a, if, it's a five, it's a five LP set that helps. It's a super deluxe edition. You got me. I'm stumped. Tool. Fuel. Oh, tool. Tool. Yeah, tool. I said fuel. Tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hit yeah. me as soon as I like gave up. I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, dude. tool. Duh. Yeah. So this is Fear and Acclim, <laughs> the LP set. I've been waiting for this forever. So I had, yeah. to, I had to pick it up. Although it yeah. was half a hefty price, but you got to pay yeah. for, you know, what there you want. You so right. it makes me happy, you know. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. But oh, so also on the on the new music for you, what what did you? So this never happens to me. Okay, I just want to say this. Like, actually, this does happen to me a little bit more than I than I <laughs> than I guess I should give myself credit for. But I do like I do get into some artists or bands before they are popular. I I, I don't try to brag about it, but there are a lot of times where a band or somebody will blow up and I'll be like, Oh yeah. Do you remember? Like, I, I don't want to be that guy where I'm like, Oh, just, right. Um, but the, uh, yeah. So there is a new, I guess I would put him in a country category, but not like let's all right. Let's lay, let's lay this out right now. Okay. When, when you, when you say country music, a lot of people can go either way with, with country music. You could think like, Luke Bryan, uh, country music, um, and uh, oh, what's his name, Brantley Gilbert, and you know, guys like that, mm-hmm. right? Nothing wrong with those guys, it's just that's a particular form of, I guess, what you would call pop country, right? Right, um, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. and then there's the 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 subgenre of country that I really like, and I don't know what kind of category to really put these guys in, but. Um, you know, guys like Whiskey Myers and Cody Jinks and um, different ones like that, where it's more of a kind of like an indie country thing, yeah. I guess is the best way. To, it, it's not like pop country, but it's not, it's definitely country music, I guess, is, right. is the best way to describe it. It's weird, but it's fun, right? You I, know, I love that stuff. Yeah. And I guess uh, you would put in Chris Stapleton in it too, because he's kind of like he, a. He would be in that category yeah. for me. Yeah. Although he is popular, I don't consider him to be like no, he, he, Blake Shelton and all those no, guys, right? No, yeah, I don't yeah. put Chris Stapleton in that category at all. Right. Um, but stuff that actually sounds like kind of older country. I, I guess that would be like considered new age 
I Hugger. guess. I don't know. It's weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I've got Spotify pulled up. Let's see what this guy falls under as far. You know how like Spotify has like the playlists that they kind of fall mm, up under. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, these are all like pop because he's starting to get popular. Anyway, let me okay, get to yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's like, all right, get on with it. Like, all right. So this guy's name is Zach Bryan. Um, and I have really, 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 really enjoyed listening to this guy. Um, he's got good stuff. It's, um, it's funny you should the, mention it again because my because my friend um, Lauren told just like just told me about him like like a couple of days ago. Dude, yeah, so good. And his songs to me hit home with a lot of subjects, and okay. I really love it. Um, he's got a lot of really relatable, down to earth type of songs. Um, you can tell he like puts his emotions all out there kind of like rustin kelly like i love rustin kelly zach bryan is in that category for me okay um first time i ever heard any of his stuff was on an episode of yellowstone and it's a song called condemned that's that is just that's a good show <laughs> oh man good yellowstone, show dude. and that yeah. song hit in and the, the lyrics is i'm condemned i'm condemned my heart is on the bent on the mend. nobody gives a damn about me and i was like yes. wow i feel that I, my friend that's I, great <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. anyway the song the song itself is great and i started getting into like some of his eps he just put out a full length that has like 20 something songs on it but he's featured on like a lot of like spotify pages now like you open up spotify and he's like up there and you hear his ads on other stuff and i'm like oh zach bryant oh i know about that guy yeah so when i heard he had a new album out i went and listened to it it's called american heartbreak and it is a no skip album really it is just okay. it is so good i have listened to it a lot the past few days um and it's incredible so i would encourage anyone if you are looking for a like breath of fresh air in the country music genre um this is coming from a guy that doesn't listen to a lot of country a lot of the country that i did enjoy listening to for a long time was johnny cash willie nelson right and that old stuff, school like actual old yeah, yeah. school country music good country music and, yeah right, yeah and then yeah. this guy kind of brings some of that back but it's also i like to call him like an emo country artist you know what i mean and it's just good it's good stuff check it out american heartbreak by zach bryan right <coughs> so like like mr brosley said that, that that this is going to be kind of uh like a like a like a sort of like a dark our subject because yeah, it yeah. just happened last week, maybe two weeks two ago. Weeks ago, something like yeah. that. It's very fresh. Yeah, it's yeah. a very fresh topic. Oh, I will say though. Okay, so uh, we're gonna talk about the Black Dahlia Murder Band. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I will tell you that I wasn't like a big fan of. Them. I have heard of them. Mm-hmm. I've heard great things about them, but I just really didn't didn't uh, get into their uh, music. Yes. Um, And I will say that I was not a huge fan of this band, but there were a lot of songs that I did like. Okay. Um, And I have been following their career for a really long time. Good. Um, But, I mean, I wouldn't say they were one of my favorite bands or anything. Yeah, yeah. I watched a documentary today in preparation for this episode. um, And anytime I can watch a documentary about a band, no matter, like, what genre it is, I learn to appreciate the band more because you get to see the other side of the members and and i watched it really to try to understand trevor um from the black dolly murder and 
his uh who he was as a person because that documentary was filmed by the band and um people that made it were close to him so you know you were going to see like a legit side of this guy um matter to help understand the notes that i was throwing together so right, right. matter of fact i was watching a documentary um of course it's going to be the cannonball corpse documentary it's called mm-hmm. centuries of torment came out in yeah. 2012 maybe I, I it's been a long long time yeah but um trevor was in that documentary <laughs> yeah he was saying how he loved cannonball corpse and right. he wrote him as a kid and they sent him back i know and he freaked out oh, yeah 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 yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And he seemed like such a down to such earth a funny dude. guy, like yeah. down to earth, very nice, very sweet. Always wanted to go meet the fans, and right. Um, he was a jokester and just always poking fun and having a good time. Uh, I mean, like as for reference, I put it. Oh, sorry, I, for for reference, I put this picture in the notes of him uh, performing on stage with his shirt off, and he's got heartburn tattooed across <laughs> his belly. You know, <laughs> yeah. just that's yeah. funny. Like yeah. you know, and, and he seemed like a really funny guy. Um, and the documentary I watched was called Fool Em All, so a little play on the Metallica Kill Em All, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, but it was it was documenting their experience on the 2013 Warp Tour, uh, the first and I think the only time they ever played Warp Tour, um, and then like their European t- tour that they did, and uh, and you got to see a lot about the band and um, and about Trevor and kind of got to understand who he was as a person, and mm. it made it made this preparation a whole lot more sad to know that he's gone yeah and it's always the ones you would least expect right. to be honest with you yeah. it's just the one that laughs the loudest it's usually the one you know speaking, and that's 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 so sad speaking of the ones you least expect would would go did you uh today i heard that ray leota died yeah ray leota the guy, the guy yep. from goodfellas the, the main yep. the main dude yep. yeah so it's I think he died in the sleep or something. That, that, that's what I've been told. So Yeah, the, the day that, you know, the day that this episode was recorded, yeah, Ray Liotta yeah. Um, from Goodfellas and a lot, um, of, a few different th- a lot of good movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, he yeah. Um, he passed away, unfortunately. And then I, I can't remember his name, but I heard today that the drummer from um, Yes uh, passed oh, away no. today. So, oh, wow. yeah, very yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's dive into it. We're going to talk about the Black Dolly Murder uh, because you're, <laughs> let's face it, a lot of people are probably not familiar with this band um, and their career. Uh, so we'll try to fill in those blanks for you a little bit, and then we're going to talk about Trevor um, later yes. on. But um, because music and mental health go one, hand in hand here uh, with this show, so this seemed like a, a, a topic that needed to be covered. So. Uh, trigger warning uh, for any of you who may get upset by this type of thing um, but uh, let's dive into it so the Black Dolly Murder is an American metal uh, excuse me American melodic death metal band from Waterford Michigan formed in 2001 uh, their name is derived this is cool from the 1947 unsolved murder by the way still unsolved uh, of Elizabeth Short often referred to as Black Dahlia um, very interesting true cr- if you're a true crime uh buff like myself that's a very very interesting story look it up um and uh so since 2016 the band has consisted of lead vocalist uh trevor stranod uh rhythm guitarist brian Eckbach, uh bassist max lavelle drummer alan cassidy and lead guitarist brandon ellis um the black dolly murder has undergone various lineup changes with stranod and Eckbach remaining as the only 
constant members, obviously, up until recently, um, until the former's death in 2022. Um, out of the eight studio albums that they have released to date, uh, the last seven have charted in the U.S. Billboard 200 with their fifth album, Ritual, peaking at number 31 in 2011, marking them as one of the most popular contemporary American ex- extreme metal bands. That is that is a big feat when you think about that it. Is, like, yeah. this is not a very popular type of music. It's it's death metal, you know. Right. You know, it's, but, but, it's, it's not appealing to a lot of people. But it's just like when the last seven charted on the Billboard, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's it, here's, here's the thing so we've talked about this we talked about this when we did our screaming episode like although like all right so you talked about like cannibal corpse like you love cannibal corpse yes to death yeah. there's a lot of bands that are like cannibal corpse that you don't really care for and it's because cannibal corpse to you has set the standard and everyone else just kind of sounds like a cheap copycat right that's yeah. how i look at it right that's what that's what cannibal corpse is to me like i love cannibal corpse but everybody else is just kind of like, nah, it's all right, you know. Yeah. But you can't get as good as Cannibal Corpse. I agree. Um, <laughs> and that's how I feel about Black Dolly Murder, the new wave of, like, death metal that came along because Cannibal Corpse was kind of the pioneers of that. Right. Uh, then you have this new new wave of guys that are starting to do it with the death core stuff in the early 2000s and then the, the, the death metal that just kind of blew up from there. Black Dolly was always the best to me. So everyone else is just kind of like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, I can I can only take like so much before I'm like, okay, well they sound just like this band, and they got a sound that sounds just like these guys, and it's just kind of like, well, whatever. So excuse me, but anyway, um, when asked to describe what kind of music the band plays, vocalist Trevor Sternod commented, "I've always said that we were uh, d- we were a melodic death metal band. Uh, we we are most influenced by Swedish bands like um, Carcass." Uh, the heavy end of our sound is the American style creeping in with some Floridian influences like Morbid Angel, Malevolent Creation, and that kind of stuff. We've been labeled more often because of our look than our sound, which is dumb, and speaks volume about what kind of geniuses out, are out there. Right. Um, however, in an interview with Uranium Magazine, Stranod also stated, some bands that get labeled as metalcore are actually good, like Between the, Be- Between the Buried and Me and The Red Chord. Metal is what I grew up with, and then I turned. Uh, then I learned about punk and hardcore, but a lot of our ethics, the way we carry ourselves, is more punk. I like that hardcore has a sense of community without the competition you see in metal. Nice, yeah. Uh, the Black Dahlia murder began its inception during the late two thousands and gained a final band's lineup in January two thousand one. The group released their demo entitled What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse. I still remember that album. That's Mm -hmm. very good. A four-track EP, a Cold Blood Epitaph, the latter of which the group released on Love Lost Records. The EP features a cover of Painted Black, originally performed by the Rolling Stones in 1966. And it is good. Yes. It is interesting. It is interesting if you if <laughs> if you like went to a friend of yours who was a big Rolling Stones fan and was like, "Hey, like one of my favorite bands in the world actually covered one of your favorite bands in the world, uh, one of their songs. Check it out." And then you play them the Black Dahlia Murders version of it. <laughs> they're it's like, just they're like, <laughs> they're oh like, ah. no, dude, yeah. yeah. 
But after appearing in concerts such as the Milwaukee Metal Fest, Black Dahlia Murder signed to Metal Blade Records in 2003. Metal Blade Records has a, has a lot of great artists, I think. You know. Yeah, they do. Uh, um, they they're one of those they're one of those labels that just. It was kind of like anything that they put out was just good. Oh, uh, yes, yes. And it was one of my favorites from Metal Blade Records was As I Lay Dying. Um, right. Getting into the metal core um, side of things, that was just, that was a band that really blew up that label as well. Um, so you got like two juggernauts like As I Lay Dying and Black Dahlia that are just doing a lot for your record label. Mm -hmm. You're going to go places. So. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, uh, uh, the band's second album, uh, Miasma, was released in, uh, excuse me, on July 12th of 2005 and peaked at number 118 on the Billboard 200. After touring for Miasma, drummer Zach Gibson left the band along with Pierre Langlois. Langlois? I don't know how to say his last name. I figured it, something like that. Uh, previously, uh, he had played with bands like Growl, Frozen Shadows, and uh, and Decayed Remains, among others. While Gibson went on to join Abigail Williams, Langlois, Pierre. I'm going to call him Pierre. Yeah, okay. Uh, Pierre <laughs> left the band. Yeah. That's a whole lot easier for me to pronounce. Uh, uh, Pierre <laughs> left the band for a more secure lifestyle, and the band um, finished their search for a replacement drummer when they found former All That Remains drummer, Shannon Lucas. Now, I another good metalcore band that I love was All That Remains. That was like a segue band into a lot of heavier and faster things because it was metalcore, but they had blast beats and then they had some growls. <laughs> and it was just my introduction to that because it piqued my interest when I first heard it because I'm, you know, if it, I'll give you a good example. Anybody that played Guitar Hero 2, right? One of the songs that everybody loved to play on there was Six by All That Remains. Yes. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes. And uh, that was Shannon Lucas on that album because that was the fall of ideals. Um, right, that right. was the only album that Shannon, again, here we go, useless music knowledge. That's the only <laughs> album that Shannon Lucas did with All That Remains. Um, and to me, that is one of the best albums of all time. It is a no-skip album for me. Um, and Shannon Lucas's uh, drumming on that album was impeccable. Um, so yeah, uh, the group later played at Oz, Ozfest 2005. Listen to this lineup, okay? That incredible lineup included Black Sabbath, um, Iron Maiden, Rob Zombie, Killswitch Engage, Shadows Fall, and Black Label Society. All right, um, as the main acts. In addition, the quote unquote rising stars from this uh, website that I found this on, the rising stars. This article came out in 2005. Um, as I lay dying. Mastodon, In Flames, Arch Enemy, wow. Barrier Dead, and Trivium joined the festival. Mm. Rising artists. Right, yeah, <laughs> rising. Yeah, they ruled the, the top. I would have loved yeah. any of those guys in 2005 were like in their prime or just about to really get into, like hit that stride where they just put out really good stuff. 2005. Um, Angela Goscow uh, was still an arch enemy, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because they didn't hire. So. They, Is they, she the one that sings with um, Doyle? Is she? There's someone. There's there's some someone that that sang for Arch Enemy sings with Doyle. Then that's her. Then oh no no okay, no yeah. no 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 no. Um, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, um, 
Oh no, the good the girl now that 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 uh that's that's I think she's got blue hair. Yes, I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry, but she is Doyle's girlfriend or and or wife now. So, ooh, yeah, ooh, huh. ooh, uh, uh, girlfriend. Yeah, let me look up her name because that's gonna bother me. Now. <laughs> I just remember seeing him wear a lot of Arch Enemy shirts um, on stage. Uh, of course, we're yeah. talking about Doyle from the Misfits. Um, who, you know, if you want to get into that, um, we did a whole, uh, it was a uh, part of our horror punk part two, um, episode where we talked about Doyle with his break from the misfits and starting his own, um, his solo stuff. And he had different guest vocalists and then okay. someone from Arch Enemy. Okay. But well, uh, Alisa White Glutz, Glutz, G-L-U-Z, Glutz. Okay. Glutz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's she sings with Doyle now because she um okay. yeah they're uh, I mean they're uh, a thing right I don't know Her if they're married or girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. moonlighting okay. yeah yeah I guess that's what yeah. it is yeah. okay interesting cool. yeah. okay so um their third album back to Black Dahlia now back <laughs> so, to business sorry about the rant y'all this is the yeah, this is awesome for us. Uh, so their third album entitled Nocturnal was released on September 18th, 2007. And for those who are listening, they just give me the okay, like this great That's album. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yep. Nocturnal is my favorite album of so, theirs. Of theirs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Oops, sorry. So professional. I'm over here coughing and sniffling and hitting the microphone. and. Well, I just coughed, so it's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are... <laughs> Okay. okay, okay, so, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, the album debuted at number tw- uh, number 72 on the Billboard 200. Uh, the Black Bar- the Black Dahlia Murder announced via their MySpace profile <laughs> that they were going on a U.S. tour with Cannibal Corpse. Yes. Look at that, buddy. Yeah. You got your shirt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to promote their new album, Nocturnal. Big favorite. Rosalie's favorite album of all time of theirs. Yep. And Good. and to celebrate their twenty fifth twenty five years that Metal Blade Records has been in business. Oh yeah. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. They were joined by label mates, the Red Cord, Eon, the Absence, and Goat Whore. Which yeah, is always what a nice name. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice bunch of guys. <laughs> I, I always am confused about that name, so we gotta get one of those one of the yeah, members we'll on and say, "Hey, man, what?" Yeah, one of those guys would like to come yeah, on the show, right? <laughs> it, but in January, February of two of two thousand eight, uh, the band embarked on a U.S. headlining tour with Three Inches of Blood. I don't like that band, but it's okay. I don't know a lot about that band. I fell asleep during their show, dude. <laughs> uh, well, that says a lot. Okay, yeah. at a metal show, if you can fall asleep, you've got to be pretty <laughs> terrible. And it was live too, so I slept through a light. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I mean, Ugh. with all due respect, I love you guys, but yeah, that's not, yeah. Okay, so um, they went on tour with Three Inches of Blood, Hey the Eternal, and Decrypt, 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 Decrypt Birth. birth. Yeah. All right. Pure poetry. Yeah. So, <laughs> followed by their, followed by another alongside uh, Brian Drill and Amosity. Uh, they were on Hot Topic's Summer Slaughter Tour with Cataclysm, yes. Cryptocy, Crypto, ah. Crypt, 
Cryptopsy, remember? Right. From our Scream episode. That was the band that had the longest Scream. Yes. Was It was like, what, 27 seconds long or something like that? I think so. Yeah, they won. Some absurd yeah. amount of time to Scream. Right. Yes, yes. It's inhuman. So, so right, yeah. So, Cataclysm, Cryptopsy. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Vader, Whitechapel, and Despite Icon, which is great too. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I like I like some Whitechapel and some Despised Icon. Yes. Agreed. So their longtime lead guitarist, John Kim- Companion? Companion? Sure. Left the band and was replaced by Ryan Knight during the beginning of 2009. In May of 2009, the Black Dolly Murder released their first DVD, Majesty. Uh, the DVD contains a documentary and live footage of the Summer Slaughter tour and their tour supporting Children of Bodom mm. uh, in late of 2008. Yes. I know you love some Children of Bodom. C-O-B. Uh, we, did a, we did a whole episode on Children of Bodom, right? We, I, did we? I think we did. Yeah, think After we their, their front man passed away, yeah, I think we yeah. did do a whole oh, episode actually, yeah. on Children of Bodom. Dude, we've yeah. done 181 episodes now, I think. I think it's uh, yeah. okay for us. We're coming to... up on 200. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. So, yeah. Uh, so, Black Dahlia Murder uh, was released to Florida on September 15th, 2009 via Metal Blade Records. The album sold 12,000 copies in the USA. In the first week of release, uh, debuted at position 43 on Billboard's Top 200 chart. Number 5 on Billboard's Independent Album Chart. Number 4 on Billboard's Top Hard Music Album Chart. And number 50 on Hits Top 50 Album Chart. They toured with, with Children of Bodom and, Skele- and Skeleton Witch in support of their album. After their 2010 headlining tour with Goat Whore and Ark. Archaic? Archaic. Archaic. It's just, it's a cool way. It's a Lincoln Park way of spelling archaic. (laughs) So with with their tour with Goat Whore Whore and Archaic, uh, the band began writing to record their next full-length album. A lot of touring. And that's something that I learned about that band whenever I watched their documentary. It's just they would, instead of taking time whenever you got a new band member, because they started going through a lot of lineup changes, as you do, um, it's very rare for a band to keep the same lineup change as we have seen before. But uh, they never took any breaks. They just, they got, you know, somebody left and they would be like, farewell and then they would get somebody else they would take their place and they would just boom hit the ground running hey we're going out on tour we got some songs written let's hit the let's hit the studio let's go back on tour you know it's just they never stopped right so um which is always good to keep busy because i never like be bored and i guess they they're the kind of band they're like we we gotta stay busy dude come on yeah you gotta stay busy right and and learning what we know about trevor now that was probably the best thing for him yeah um was to stay busy right um because as as we will see being alone in your thoughts is not good uh especially if you do suffer with any type of mental illness so um but we'll get to that all right so um in february of 2011 the black dolly murder completed the songwriting process for their fifth studio album entitled ritual it was released on june 21st 2011 in north america the band supported Amona Marth, 
um, on their May 2011 European tour, as well as headline the 2011 Summer Slaughter tour, both in support of Ritual. Uh, before the, the record's release, the track Moon, uh, Moonlight Equilibrium was posted to the Metal Blade Records website on April 29, 2011 to critical and fan acclaim. In April of 2012, during the New England Metal and Hardcore Festival, on the first night's performance, Trevor Sternod officially welcomed new bassist Max Lavelle, formerly of Despised Icon and Goratory, uh, into the band after former bassist Ryan Williams parted ways. On November 7th, Shannon Lucas announced via a YouTube video that he would be stepping down as drummer of the Black Dolly Murder to pursue other aspirations. Uh, Alan Cassidy of Abigail Williams filled in for Shannon's touring duties and then would eventually go on to be their permanent drummer. So he is still with the band to this day. Nice. Nice. Yeah. In early 2013, uh, despite the news of the, of the departure of two band members, uh, plans were announced for an upcoming album release to be titled Ever, Ever Black. The album itself was then released on June 11th and peaked at number 32 on the U.S. Billboard 200. So this is around the time frame of that documentary that I watched today. Ever Black was coming out. It okay. was, uh, you know, Warp Tour, smack dab in the middle of Warp Tour. Um, they talked about how out of the element, out of their own element that they were. Um, and uh, it was pretty funny because, you know, Warp Tour, for those of you who don't know, it's very sporadic. You never know what time you're playing till the day of, right? Oh, so yeah. Yeah, starts at 12 heard... o'clock yeah. um, and then it's over by like seven or eight. So the bands have no idea because it could be totally random you might have the biggest band out there playing right at 12 o'clock and then the smallest band in the world could be closing out the set. It's random. That doesn't seem to be very good. Well, like, what, what, I think like, the idea behind it, uh, and one day we'll have to do an in-depth breakdown of Warp Tour and, yeah. and how all that worked. But I think the idea of it was to make these bands kind of all on one level. You know oh, what I mean? yeah. Um, yeah. You know, everybody kind of tours the same way. Everybody goes to the same events. They have the same things to do after the shows. Uh, and you're all like spending the whole summer out there. And there's a lot of bands that look forward to doing that kind of stuff. And then there's some bands that just feel completely, you know, like they're in Wonderland or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, Black Dolly Murder was one of those bands. The Acacia Strain was one of those bands. And I got to see the Acacia Strain on Warp Tour one year and I remember the lead singer talking about how much he did not like playing Warp Tour but it was the beginning of the tour and he was like but I've got to be here the rest of the summer anyway so right, yeah. screw it let's have a good time right, right. and uh, you know it's not for everybody um, yeah. I'd say that it's probably more for the punk rock crowd um, that's typically what they catered to and then it kind of evolved into the screamo stuff and you know whatever um, but stuff like death metal it just it, you didn't have it a lot um but you know you get out there and there's there's some of your fans out there that are just devoted and they're having a good time and you might have been someone's introduction to that type of music because they oh i, I remember seeing the black dolly murder for the first time right at the 2013 warp tour and then i got into bands like cannibal corpse and and so on you know what i mean 
So that was why they wanted to do it. And they were like, screw it. We got asked to do it. And we were like, sure, why not? We're not doing anything else. We got an album coming out. That'd be a good time to promote it. Right. Boom. There you go. They, they knew how to work. I did. Um, in 2015, Trevor was featured as a, I just wanted to throw this note in here because I love the song. Uh, Trevor was featured as a guest vocalist on the song Burnout by Traders uh, on their EP Night Terrors. This is not the only time that Trevor uh, was featured as a guest vocalist. He was he also appeared um, as a guest vocalist on uh, numerous songs by bands like Infinite Annihilator, uh, Hollow Earth, Aborted, Filth, Metal Allegiance, Shadow of Intent, and Cannabis Corpse. And no, I didn't say that wrong. It is Cannabis Corpse, not Cannibal Corpse. I, you know what I read it as? I read it as Cannibal Corpse. Like, cannibal Corpse. I'm like, I wonder what it's all about. <laughs> <Right? laughs> Cannabis Corpse. Okay, yes. so I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm useless knowledge too. Okay, hit me. The, the, the slave for Precious Maximus from Gore. Yeah. With slave human right for those of you who like gore go back to our and you'll yeah, learn all about slavery yeah. yeah um he was a guitarist for cannabis corpse until he got the gig for gore uh okay until he filled in for gotcha. for Platinus. gotcha so, yeah that's that there's some useless knowledge <laughs> oh it's my turn okay uh, uh <laughs> okay so the band's eighth album Nightbringers was released on October 6th, uh, 2017. Critical and commercial acclaim. Charting at 35 on available 200. Uh, Night Nightbringers became the best-selling direct-to-consumer pre-order in Metal Blade Records history. Wow. And think about this, too. Like, that may not sound like that big of a deal because we're getting to we're getting to the age where people don't pre-order albums anymore. Okay. Some of us do, obviously. Yeah, I know you do. I do. I, and, you know, I have done it. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. But, it, you know, when, when we have access to streaming and things like that, you know, in 2017, even still, that was, that's impressive to, to still be able to have such a devoted fan base um, that you would, you would still pre-order pre, yeah, pre-ordered album and you get the bundles and you get all the special stuff that goes along with it. That's cool. But it's, it is incredible that this death metal band um, on a label that was, you know, more for the metal core scene um, will still be able to accomplish something so successful. So, so, okay. So let me ask a question. So what do, do you know what, what, what the direct to customer is like means like, like, was it like a, like a digital copy or something? Yeah, like a I'm, physical. Yeah, because I'm not sure what direct to consumer means. A direct to cons uh, how about yeah. we look it up? Okay. How about we look it up? Because I've never heard of that term before, so that's odd. I've I, heard I, it. I, mean, and I think okay. I know what that means, but okay. I could be wrong. I haven't known to Cause, be wrong. Because to me, direct to consumer would be on the phone, you know, streaming wise. Let's but see. see this was back when 2017, so I guess it just began began to uh, do the uh, digital media. Mm, is that okay. what it means? All right. So, uh, direct to consumer is when a brand sells their product to the end user. Okay. What that means in the past, brands often distributed products only through retail partners. Oh, okay. So, okay. for example, okay. a maker of tennis rackets sold them through a sporting goods store. Right. This is direct to consumer 
So it comes straight. I don't. I didn't go to the music store to get it. It came straight to me. They sent it to my house. You know. Got it. There you go. Got it. We all learned something today. Hey man, we're learning. You know. We're learning. We're learning. We learn as we go. Yeah. We learn as we go, and now we know all these fancy business terms. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Verminous uh, is the ninth studio album released by the band. It was released on April seventeenth of twenty twenty uh, through Metal Blade Records. Uh, this is the band's final album to feature original member and lead vocalist Trevor Stranod before his death. Mm. All right. So now we're about to get into the real heavy hitter stuff. Um, And um, Verminous is a good album. It wasn't my favorite, but there's, you know, obviously everybody's going to listen to it differently now, um, knowing that it's the last one to feature him. So, um, but yeah, so here we go. Uh, On May 11th, 2022, um, so not even a month ago, uh, at, at the time of this recording, it was announced that the band's frontman, Trevor Sternod, had died. While no official cause of death has been given, the phone number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline was provided at the end of the statement. Um, it said, quote, it is with deep sadness that we announce the passing of Trevor Sternod, uh, Trevor Scott uh, Sternod, uh, the Michigan group said in a statement. Beloved son, brother, and shepherd of good times, he was loved by all that met him a walking encyclopedia of all things music. He was a hugger, a writer, and truly one of the world's greatest entertainers. His lyrics provided the world with stories and spells and horror and whimsy. Uh, it was his life to be, it was his life to be your show. Man. Guitarist Brandon Ellis uh, called him, quote, one of the funniest and most entertaining people to walk this earth. The life of the party that is the, the Black Dahlia murder. As well as any given room he ha- happens to occupy. A lyrical mastermind. A champion of the entire culture of heavy, med- of he- of heavy m- music. Sorry. Also my biggest supporter, end quote. The wider battle world also paid tribute to Stranod. Uh, Matt Heffy. Heffy? Heffy. I think it's Heffy. Yeah, okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. Of Trivium, um, called yeah. him an icon of modern metal. He was, this is quotation two, he was such a sweet guy, in quotation to Robert Flynn of uh, Machine Head. Uh, had him on my podcast about 10 months ago. He was very open about struggling with depression. It's a sad day for the metal community, in quote. And uh, that's sad. Mm. Yeah. Um, in a mm. 2021 interview with Metal Injection, uh, Stranada was open about the toll of drinking on tour as a way of maintaining the per, uh, the persona that fans expected of him uh, and of the aesthetic pressures that he felt as the band's frontman. It's accumulated in some self-doubt and more anxiety for me as the band has gotten bigger and bigger and there's more eyes and more pressure, he said. I want my 40s to be awesome, he said, expressing his desire for the Black Dolly murder to last another 20 years and for him to segue into being an older metalhead uh, metal gracefully. Mm. Renaud said that being left alone with his thoughts during the two years of the pandemic has been so dangerous for him and that he was exploring psychedelic and ketamine therapy as a way of breaking out of old self-defeating thought patterns and helping him push back, uh, push past a creative blockage talking about his mental health publicly had helped him he said and i figured it might be helping someone else to know that i'm a human being and that someone that may be um and 
excuse me, and that someone that maybe they look up to for inspiration goes through it too. Mm. So yeah, it, it, it ends with, you know, on a really heavy note, but um, yeah, it, it's always the ones that you don't suspect. It's the life of the party. It's the one that laughs the loudest and it's mm. the, the one that you just don't, you don't ever see doing something like that. And that's why it's really important. I think to check up on your friends yeah. and your family anyone that you know that struggles with this kind of stuff because uh you, you you know you never excuse me that's my Roomba um she is trapped and she wants me to save her okay and Roomba this is not a good time All right we're gonna let her finish okay. all right thank you thank you Roomba <laughs> all right but yeah so you you never know um yeah and check in on your people because they may need that they may need somebody to just pop in every once in a while and be like hey i I was thinking about you everything good um you're on my mind and even if everything is fine at least give them the comfort of knowing that somebody out there cares for them uh because it's easy to get to a point where you feel like nobody nobody cares um what's the point and you know if if i wasn't here it wouldn't matter people would move on and so they just they end it because that's what they truly that's what they truly believe and it's not the case there's a ton of people that are now devastated um at his passing and uh, again while they have not like officially said what happened you can only assume that if they put up the national suicide prevention uh, hotline um right there at the end of the post that he you know he struggled with suicidal thoughts and um and it, it's something that affected him greatly and yeah. I don't know it's just really sad I try to check on people that I that I feel that I like because you get sense that something's not going 100% you know right so I try to check on them a lot of times and I try to check oh well hell I try I check on everybody all the time you know I mean check on you, me yeah you, yeah you and me I, I mean we check it. It. I need oh, it yeah. sometimes Right. Yeah. 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 And I, I get that. I feel like I, it'd be nice to know that somebody cares, you know, Yeah. and, uh, and you do a good job of that. So I appreciate you checking in on me every once in a while. And I've heard the term, well, it's not a term. I should say it's more like a, more like a, uh, I don't know, but, uh, always check on your happy friends because the happier, happier they, they are, they're really not, you know, right. They have yeah. a good way of, showing you what they want you to see because they want they want that person to be happy as well that's why they do it right so yeah yeah that, so always check on your most happy it. yeah so always check on your most happy friends you know because you never know you know right even though they seem happy they're not you know so right check on tell check on everybody you know <laughs> yeah so, just let them know you're there right sometimes that's all they need to hear and it may shake them from a really dark spot and some thoughts that they might be having and uh, brings them out of that funk. So Right. But um, uh, there's good news, though. And oh, and so we've we talked about, you know, the very sad passing of uh, Trevor. And uh, so now to bring you out of that little little vibe you got going that we just uh, delivered to y'all. Uh, yeah. Blake Brosley has a mental health minute. Well, I think um, that was really the, oh, that the mental health minute, to be okay. honest with you. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, right. just check in on your 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 friends and your family that you 
uh, may have some concerns about, even if they don't have anything coming on, it may be it, it or going on. It may be nice to just know that someone's out there. Um, my mental health minute was really just a minute to, you know, tell everybody, not even a minute, just a few seconds, just to get it out there. Uh, the national suicide prevention lifeline, um, is available. They got people standing by 24 seven, you know, if you ever need somebody to talk to, you're having some thoughts and, mm-hmm. you know, you can't see any end. I promise you. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to talk to them over the phone, you can always text them on their website, right? Yeah. yeah. I think you can go to their website yeah, and you is, can actually which you is can great... IM somebody or you can text somebody. Um, but their phone number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, I promise you it gets better. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, don't ever think that you're the only one that's going through something like this. Um, and uh, yeah. it's it, that's that's just that's not the way to handle things i don't think you know what i mean right it's it's just talk to someone that's all i got to say well well thanks everybody for listening to the show today uh be sure to share this with your friends and family uh we are on multiple podcast apps including uh apple podcasts stitcher spotify uh and i thank a lot more. I don't know. Um, a few, yeah, a, a few, few more. A few yeah. more. Uh, <laughs> uh, so always check those, check those out. And if you uh, are so kind to leave us a rating and review, um, we will we will read your review right here on the show if you would want us to. Absolutely. If not, you know, just, just email us at uh, whenwordsfailpodcast.com. Uh, at, at gmail dot com. Tell us there. You know. Absolutely best way to stay up to date with us is by following us on our social media excuse me it's uh our instagram is uh at when words fail podcast facebook it's at wwfms podcast uh on twitter we're at when words fail ms uh we are also on tiktok it's at when words fail music speaks yes sir so send us personal stories of how how music has helped you because i know every everybody has a story at least one time, one time that they've been saved by music, or just yeah. got a bit of a, of, of, of a bit bad funk, you know. Right. So you can send us those at when words fail podcast when words fail podcast at g at gmail dot com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch interviews, music video reactions, final showcases, and more. Uh, that's YouTube dot com slash when words fail music speaks. Yes. For all of the links, though, to find us more about us or to buy some of our new merchandise, including the shirts that Rosalie has uh, uh, generously uh, made our new logo, um, you can visit our website at www.whenwordsfailmusicspeaks.com. That's right. That original logo was created by James Cox, our own James Cox here. Uh, that new logo that James is talking about was done by One Up Graphics. Please check him out on uh, Instagram if you guys are into uh, Twitch streaming. You have a podcast of your own, YouTube channel. Um, he does logo designs. He does YouTube uh, or like video intros. He makes emotes <laughs> if you're a Twitch streamer, um, things like that. So go check him out. One Up Graphics uh, theme song for uh, for this show was created by Doc Brass. Um, I believe his Instagram handle is at Doc Brass. Yeah. Uh, and uh, can't wait to get 
get Doc Brass back on the show because yes. I was not able to sit in on that interview, unfortunately. And that uh, is the okay Doc Brass. The oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because Doc is done research DLC. Yeah, yeah. So it's, not like the doctor. No, no. This is Doc the okay man. Yeah. <laughs> every well, every time I talk to him, I'm like, "What's up, D OK?" And he's nah. like, hey, "Yeah, yeah." Nah. So we have a good time talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can check out my other podcast. It's called South Carolina Spook Show. Uh, it's all about true crime and paranormal stories from the state of South Carolina. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pod- Podcasts. I do it every time, <laughs> and more. Uh, sources from this episode uh, come from drummerszone.com, zrock.com, The Guardian, Wikipedia, and loudersound.com. We do not own any of the rights. Jeez. Uh, we do not own any of the music used in this episode, and no copyright infringement is intended. James, take us out with that sweet, beautiful mantra. Thanks, everybody, again, for listening to us. And always remember when words fail, music speaks in honor of Trevor. Right. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.